Welcome to the 20th episode of Conscious Awakening, where we talk about spiritual shiz and holistic healing <laughs> and whatever we want to talk about. And today we have Miss Roxanne Roncal. Did, yeah. did I say your name right? Uh, Roxanne Roncal. Yeah. Is that how you said it? Yeah, yeah, that's how I said it. White people say it like Roncal. No offense to white people, but I'm just like, it's a short <laughs> All right, this is when they're going to stop listening to that episode. <laughs> White people, statistically speaking, white people tend to mess it up. You're going to start bending people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but anyway. yes, you're like, anyway. Uh, cut this out. <laughs> no, man, it's all raw. <laughs> Sorry, no, I just made you feel weird. No, it's cool. Okay, it's cool. anyways, so we're here to talk about some psychedelics. <laughs> because you actually just released a video that I loved about your honest experience with LSD. Yes. Yes. And, all right, I know you said in your video, but please tell me the story of how you started your psychedelic journey. <laughs> okay, so it's, and I didn't even realize when I created the video that it is marking my 10 years of exploring psychedelics. And you know, just nice milestone numbers. Um, and so it was in 2009, July 6th. Damn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was my mom's birthday. Oh, I gotcha. And uh, yeah, I guess we decided to take a family trip up to California. I forgot what forest we went to. Sequoia? <laughs> Redwoods? Sequoia? I feel like it was Redwoods, but it's just, I don't know how far is Redwoods from LA. Probably, I wanna say three hours. Okay. That might be right. So anyway, we drove to California, July 6, 2009. I forgot to take this off. <laughs> <laughs> Raw. Uh, and I just remember waking up and my dad said, hey, we're gonna do some acid. And I, at the time, had only heard about LSD and didn't know like what it did for you and uh, I was just like, all right, I guess we're doing this. Mm -hmm. So I took the tab and we went out to go on our hike. And all I remember is just saying, I don't think I feel anything. You know, this drug no, is, this is whatever. Yeah. yeah, and I just kept, for whatever reason, downplaying it. And at the time I was smoking a lot of weed and I was one of those smokers that I was just like, yeah, I could smoke a lot. Yeah. <laughs> now I can't smoke a lot. Like I would take one hit and I'm good. But back then I was smoking a lot. And uh, lo and behold, LSD is nothing like marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> the marijuana. <laughs> and yeah, I just remember telling my dad, I don't feel anything, don't feel anything. And then he said, how about you just sh shut up be quiet for a second and see what you really feel. And I was sitting in the middle of the forest on a rock and then I looked at my hands, looked around me, I just remember everything being really bright and clear and crispy. And just this new lens and sense of awareness, it's like you can feel every single moment. And you know, there are a lot of moments in a given minute even. Yeah. So that's when I was like, oh shit, I'm tripping. Yeah. And yeah, it was really awesome. I just 
remember, uh, so after our hike, we went into the car, and that's when I remember we drove to Venice, and that's why I just couldn't recall if what forest it was, but I do remember seeing really tall trees. Were so, they like really, really big? Like thick, big? <laughs> like, like double C thick, big? <laughs> no, like, like, like double really, J. Double J. I'm just kidding. No, but like, were they so massive? Were they the, they the type of trees that you can drive under? Yes. Then that's okay. most likely the redwoods. Okay. Or Sequoia National. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we drove, and then uh, driving to Venice Beach after. That's when I felt the power of music on acid, and that's when I cried to Aerosmith songs, and that's also when I had revelations about my family, and that was something that I want to highlight about the psychedelic experience, particularly LSD, is that it's not a drug that where you can escape from your problems it's I feel like it's something that allows you to look at your problems in a different perspective and that's what I love about it that it doesn't you're not hallucinating a different reality you are experiencing life on an amplified version of it yeah and uh, yeah that's when I started thinking about my family, obviously, like my first psychedelic experience is from my family, so thought about that a lot, and it just made me really emotional because I think you feel you feel the vibration of love like in its entirety. I feel like you feel the vibrations of everything on acid because, from what I understand about the LSD experience, is that. <laughs> There's like children next to us. <laughs> <laughs> From what I understand about the psychedelic experience is um, there are pathways, like neurological, oh my goodness. There are neurological pathways in your brain that don't normally communicate that communicate, that are now open and talking to each other when you're on acid mm -hmm. and that's why I feel like you just feel everything differently and all your senses are not only heightened but they're perceived differently yeah 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 and so anyway back to the story of my <laughs> first acid trip so we're in the car having experiencing music in a different way thinking about my family in a different way thinking about life just differently thinking very differently and just loving it even after I thought about the problems and the family dysfunction that everyone has uh, and then I went to Venice Beach and that was really awesome because I got to be in the ocean and just Ooh. experiencing that uh, was really dope and I feel like that was the moment where I felt at peace with the idea of death Mm. That was my first time having that experience, and so that was really cool. Thank you. <laughs> and speaking of children, even though that uh, moment had passed, I also think it's cool that on acid, supposedly it's like you have a childlike perception because everything feels new, mm -hmm. and uh, that was something I felt for sure my first time. And I feel like I feel that every time I trip. Mm -hmm. Do you, did your parents ever explain to you like why they told you like hey you should do it with us? Or, <laughs> no, you're just no. like the only thing that my dad ever told me about acid was uh, you don't go looking for acid or you don't look 
<laughs> you don't look for LSD, or you don't find LSD, LSD finds you. And I think that for whatever reason, that summer of 2009, he felt like it was a good time for his kids to experience it. And I also know that Albert Hoffman, the uh, Swiss chemist who discovered LSD, he, in the same way, uh, discovered LSD like that. Like, he said that LSD found him and it was calling him because, um, actually, that's a whole nother. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> let's dive story. into it, okay, though. So, um, so, who is Albert Hoffman? <laughs> so, Albert Hoffman is a Swiss chemist and in 1943, he took his first acid trip and it's funny because he actually created the substance LSD-25 five years prior and uh, supposedly they didn't see any reaction in lab rats or anything like that when they animal tested it but he said when they shelved it just something kept calling to him that he needed that there was something about this substance that needed to be explored and mm -hmm. even though uh, Sandoz Pharmaceutical was the pharmacy or yeah pharmacy research that he was working under and they said that there was there was nothing to explore about it but for whatever reason he felt that there was and he lo and behold <laughs> here it is yeah. Uh, oh yeah I forgot to mention that you're aka substance yes. <laughs> which is also a reason why I wanted her to talk about like well it's not like the reason why but <laughs> Psychedelics have, is just such, not not a part of you, but you feel very passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've had a lot of experience with it. Yes. Relatively. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, just that was a side note. Totally yeah. forgot. AKA sub AKA. dot stand. <laughs> AKA substance, only because substance is already taken. And it's funny, the creation of that name, do you remember when Instagram launched, like where you were able to put a period in your username? Uh, my my peri my name had underscores. It was uh, Roro okay. underscore, uh, your underscore boat. And now it's just Rosemary Fajardo. <laughs> yeah, it's rosemary.fajardo. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I just remember when they first launched that and I had always wanted the, the name Substance and it was already taken. And then as soon as they launched the dot, I, I sat on Substance like sub dot, dot stands. stands yeah at the time I was rocks vegas oh. <laughs> Ooh, looking rocks back vegas. yeah i mean i look back roll your boat what's up with me no, i'm just kidding who was i punny that was like punny my league username too that's another story anyways <laughs> so in your video you talked about bicycle day and yes. that was re related to albert hoffman so mm -hmm. what exactly is bicycle day again i forgot okay what, what so, exactly what it was um, on your video let's just play the video yeah, let's just <laughs> and see no i'm just like <laughs> okay so bicycle day it's not about bikes as you can imagine it is about the first time albert hoffman had an acid trip but uh like i said he had already discovered the uh compound lsd 25 and um, when he realized, said, so something was calling to him to explore it more, and five years later, in 1943, he did, and he was, I don't know, I think when he was doing something, some like crystallization process, mm -hmm. don't really know, don't quote me, I'm not <laughs> in the a lab. Scientist. Something in the yeah. lab. <laughs> something in the lab, he was whipping it up, and 
I think he was just exposed to it, and that's when he felt something, like when he closed his oh, eyes. Oh, so like, kind of like he outboxed himself in the lab, yes. but with yes. <laughs> LSD. So like contact high from LSD, and uh, he was feeling nauseous and dizzy that day, so he went home, and then when he closed his eyes, he would see kaleidoscopic shapes and uh, a play of colors, so he said. And that's when he is like, well, I think that there's something about this uh, drug that we need to uh, explore. So three days later, when he kind of recovered, uh, he took 25 micrograms, which is very, very small. A microgram is one millionth of a gram. Right? <laughs> You're like, Google check. Like, yeah. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, one milligram. So there's a gram, a milligram, and then a microgram. And he took 25 micrograms. He didn't even think that it would be anything. And it, funny enough, he took it at 4.20 p.m. I always found that <laughs> really cool. Ironic. <laughs> yes. And um, 40 minutes later, he wrote in his entry that he was feeling dizzy. Um, maybe. Oh, yeah, he kept journals about it. Right? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, science, bitch. Yeah, got to record the data. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it took 40 minutes to kick in, and I believe he took it with, like, some water, too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was his last entry of the day. And because at the time it was World War II, uh, they had restrictions on automobile use, so he took a bike home. Mm and was tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's called Bicycle yes. Day? Oh, I feel boy. like it's like the most discreet way to say LSD Discovery Day. Yeah, that is really discreet because when, yeah. when you said Bicycle Day, I was like, what the hell is Bicycle Day? Yeah. And then you released the video and I'm like, oh, it made sense. <laughs> it seems kind of random, but I kind of like how they did that. It's like a, if you know, you know kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's one of those things like, if you definitely know about it, mm -hmm. then you know what I've done. Mm -hmm. I feel like I just said the same exact thing <laughs> I just said. Well, you know, we're all reflections of each other. Yeah, we're all reflections of each other. If you haven't seen my Wild and Wealth reflection <laughs> video yet, just, you know, plug in. <laughs> so, I'm going to turn this around. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So, you've been curious about acid. Mm -hmm. Well, I've actually done it once. But Wait, what? <laughs> you're like, what? But apparently, happen? my friend said it was weak. Oh, okay. Yeah, because... It was, it was sitting in like the mailbox for a bit, and, he, <laughs> and it was Vegas summer. He had to send it to himself from oh a different city, and then yeah, we just ended up doing it. Do you know how much you did? Like a tab, like a full tab? A full, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But there was that one time I did like that quarter. Remember? Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Would just you? kidding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when I first met Rox. Or when we first met each other, <laughs> she was so surprised that I went to music events sober. Yes, and I feel like, I mean, as fun and as passionate I am about substances, I feel like I'm jealous of that because at festivals I'm so annoyed <laughs> of people and it's so hard for me to just like block it out and just enjoy. So mm -hmm. I think it's really like dope that you can like you're so in tune with the moment and the music that you don't need anything else to really enjoy it, which yeah. is sick. Well, that was before. <laughs> now I'm like, I tell myself that I don't really want to go to a music festival or like a really big music event unless I work it. So yeah. I don't know if I, unless I really love the music. I mean, that's really why I was 
it was able to do it sober is because mm -hmm. I really was there mm -hmm. for the music and wanted to listen to the music. And so I was a late bloomer when it came to drugs. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I even the reason why I was so scared to try it in mm -hmm. the first place is because I was scared to get addicted to it. Mm -hmm. And then I eventually turned my perspective around and be like, oh, I'll just try it once to see how it is. Mm -hmm. And so there's no fear in that mm -hmm. anymore. But I just um, don't feel the need to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, side note about, <laughs> so supposedly LSD is not a substance that you can get addicted to. And I think that's also something to know because a lot of people have messaged me after my LSD video and they talked about how they prefer shrooms just because it's more natural and I totally get that and it's funny because as much as I know about LSD I don't know that much about shrooms mm -hmm. but I recently tripped at Coachella for the first time on shrooms and I loved it I loved the way it made me feel and I love that it is natural and I love the visuals but I just didn't like it at a festival yeah yeah that's Especially since it's nat natural, like mm -hmm. nature's plant medicine is meant for you to go within, yes. not to party. Yeah. And so, what? that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. But having that experience now, you know that mm -hmm. like you'd rather do that when you're in a mm -hmm. environment that's more quiet or to yourself. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Or Very <laughs> self-reflective person, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's also why I like acid because, like I said, it helps you see the bigger picture, which is funny because. A blotter sheet which is like a piece of paper that has a bunch of acid tabs on it um, like you take a tiny tab but that tiny tab has artwork on it that contributes to a bigger picture oh, really? which oh, I always I think is that. cool yeah and it's just a little like you know I'm super Fun fact yeah <laughs> I like to See things, as, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I always see things as like super sim symbolic. Like everything has to be a theme for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Even though sometimes it's not that deep, and that's okay too. Yeah, sometimes it's just there, and you just appreciate it. <laughs> but sometimes it's deep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've actually never seen like a blotter sheet, so it's oh cool that it has a just like an overall picture. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much like helping you become a part of the bigger picture. Yes. Thing. Yay. That was me trying to be deep. <laughs> <laughs> trying. I think you are deep. Like the ocean. Like the ocean. Row, row your boat. <laughs> the ocean. Ooh. What that means is the boat will drown if you go down there and discover that. But hey, we need to drown. <laughs> to discover Drip ourselves. or drown. Drip or drown. Get lost to get found. Ooh, yeah, ooh bars. Yeah, bars. <laughs> All right, freestyle and go. <laughs> Just kidding. Boots <laughs> and get. All right, this is getting way off topic. Wow, it's only been 19 minutes. I feel like we've already I know, covered, we covered a lot. covered a lot. There's already there's a bug on my glasses. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. But um, so you talked about. I mean, you, you talked about your passion for LSD, and actually, I'm actually really surprised that you just did shrooms recently you said it was your first time like well, in general or just at a festival um it was my first time feeling something so i've had shrooms in the past where it was a complete dud and i just didn't feel anything so that's why i was just like so inefficient you can just take a tab and you feel something yeah, yeah, yeah versus like trying to eat and it always made me nauseous but it never gave me the trippy effects oh okay. so that's why i was just like i'm just gonna stick to lsd mm -hmm. About fast track. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're that's what also you saw oh, in the video, yes. the fast track to spiritual yes. awakening. <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, so I put together that video and I was really 
And I had already known that LSD affected me in three ways. One, it has changed my perception on the arts, the way that I perceive and create, uh, the way that I experience music, the way that I experience films. Two, spiritually. And I was trying to just find like evidence as to why is that, and I read that psychedelics is the fast track to enlightenment and spiritual awakening. And then lastly, what LSD or psychedelics can do for the collective consciousness of everyone. And I think that was also why I'm like super passionate about it because it's just not one of those drugs that you use to get fucked up. Mm -hmm. It's something that is sacred. And even Albert Hoffman said that one, it's not addictive, it's not toxic, but you know, I have to do a little more research on <laughs> what that means really. Mm -hmm. And three, it's meant for sacred use. And uh, I think that he is saying something about, we live in a very materialistic world that it's only natural that we lose sight of our connection and, mm -hmm. and our oneness with everything. And before doing acid, I always heard the hippy dippy shit, like I'm one with the universe and I'm one with this and that. And it wasn't until my first psychedelic experience that I actually felt the oneness. And I felt like there was no, I felt one, we are all made of the same thing. Um, and I don't know, it was almost just like whatever it was that separates us just wasn't there anymore and it was dissolved. And that was even like us as human to human and us as in us to the earth, us to nature. And for me, like I said, it, it, in adulting, in the everyday, just surviving and trying to thrive, it's, it's so easy for me to lose sight of the bigger picture mm -hmm. and that is even in like the universe the universe's purpose for me i guess and mm -hmm. it helps me tap into that and um Ooh, i got a question yeah do you feel like spreading the knowledge of psychedelics is part of your purpose oh my gosh <laughs> that's a deep question Ooh, that gave me chills <laughs> that's so funny because i i really don't know how to articulate what i think my purpose is but you asking me that, like my instinct is to say yes. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like after finally owning that message and not being afraid to talk about it, I feel so much lighter and I feel just more fulfilled. So yeah. you know, I'm gonna say yes. Yay. Yeah. yeah, well if that's what your intuition said to just immediately say yes, then that's your intuition just like answering for you. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's cool because even just what Conscious Awakening is, like your podcast and everyone who's been on it, I mean, I don't know them personally, but I feel that so many of them have reached spiritual awakening through different uh, mediums. Mm -hmm. There's a word that you use, modality. Oh yeah. Yo, I love that word and <laughs> I didn't know. that energy <laughs> modality. Yeah. And I didn't know that word before your show. so that is pretty sick and I and it's cool because not all of them necessarily use psychedelics I presume mm -hmm. like a lot of people just meditate or uh, maybe even like practice 
Buddhism or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I, I just know that I love that, like I said, LSD doesn't feed you hallucinations or false realities. And it's cool to me that the truths that I've discovered on acid don't need to be discovered through acid mm -hmm. because that's what universal truths are. Yeah. Do you, I, before I used to be like scared to obviously, like I had that fear of like, oh, um, I hear bad things about it. I don't, yeah. wanna, I don't know what's gonna go on. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, if I am like this, this as in overthinking, like mm -hmm. constantly having these like never emotions, like, oh, I would think that it would be amplified. Yes. So, but yes. <laughs> um, what I've learned is that they're, like you said, they're just your inner truth, like coming to the surface. Mm -hmm. Wait, I don't think you said that, but I'm, their no, inner truth, their inner truth yeah. coming to the surface. And it's, it's truth that you need to face mm -hmm. so that you can move forward and yes. learn lessons from it, essentially. So there's actually a thing that has uh, been noted about LSD or psychedelic experiences in general. It's called set and setting. Are you familiar with mm -hmm. that? Yeah. So in what context do you know it? Uh, well, I learned from Gabe, mm -hmm. uh, the, the guy that I did the plant medicine episode with. Mm -hmm. where, like you have to have oh, yeah, an yeah. environment where you're kind of like not so much comfortable. This is not like coming from him, but mm -hmm. this is I, what I've learned is like you have to be like in an environment, in a space, a safe space essentially, so mm -hmm. that you can truly go within mm -hmm. and get like the most benefit out of it. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I've learned. Is it? Am I right? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds right as far as setting. Uh, for set, that is that highlights more on your mindset and your expectations of uh, what you think the LSD trip will be. And a um, little anecdote, so when Albert Hoffman first started, and this is something that he wrote in his way retrospective analysis about what happened in that trip, and at the time he didn't know about set and setting. At the time he didn't know what the hell he was doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so um, on his first trip he was stricken with so much fear like he thought he was gonna die and because there's so much that he didn't know that's automatically yeah what he's gonna the fear think. of unknown mm -hmm. essentially so uh he was just having a really really bad trip he even uh asked his neighbors his wife wasn't home at the time he asked his neighbors <laughs> to order him some milk <laughs> what he needs so some random. milk but it's because he thought oh well milk cancels out acidic properties mm. so if i drink a milk it'll cancel it <laughs> yeah. uh but he was so wrong and i think he ended up drinking like two liters of milk oh that my day. god and um yeah trips last for at least eight to twelve hours oh yeah that's something pretty I crazy forgot to mention. <laughs> yeah so um so he was having a really bad trip and it wasn't until the doctor came that day that uh the doctor you know, analyze his vital signs. Everything seemed completely normal. His heart rate, his blood pressure, like everything was, his vital signs were completely normal. The only difference was his eyes were dilated. Mm. And after he kind of got that validation from the doctor that you're totally fine, that's when he stopped thinking, okay, I'm not gonna die. Okay, this is fine. And then he felt, he felt fine. And I feel like that is a prime example of set and setting and just kind of, you know, 
the power of the mind. Yeah, not letting your mind affect yeah. you so much. And um, uh, I believe even the next day, he still, like, he felt normal and he had a fresh perspective on life, which I think is very common when you take acid. But um, on the note of bad trips, I've had a lot of bad trips. Mm. And uh, I think that a lot of it was more on setting versus set. And uh, what I like is that you still have the power to turn it around mm -hmm. at any point. So, I don't know, I think I just wanted to, I think it's totally natural to be afraid just because it is the unknown and it is taking your mind to a dimension yeah. <laughs> that you're not used to and that you don't, you don't know. And you know, the yeah. fear of the unknown, totally yeah. natural. Yeah, but also because I feel like it's also part of the ex our external influences yeah. like telling us that like, oh, just yeah. close your bed. Mm -hmm. Which, can I bring up your sticker? Oh yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that a secret yeah, or is, no, no, no. so, rocks. We like share like creative stuff that we're working on. So rocks sent this sticker that said, say, say no to drugs, right? Just say no to oh, drugs. Oh, just say no to drugs. But no, instead of N-O, is K-N-O-W. I'm like, yes. And I'm over here clapping, clapping emojis. And all I said was yes. And so <laughs> watch out for those stickers when she yes. releases them because they look fire. Thank you. And I, I think that, like, I wish, I don't know if the D.A.R.E. program is still in existence. And I don't know when our society will be to that level where we can evolve our messaging. It's just your kids, kids are gonna get to drugs regardless, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that what's more important than instilling fear is to just educate them. And denial. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, that's what a lot of cool parents think too, right? <laughs> like they're AKA like- your parents. <laughs> they're like, well, if they're gonna do drugs eventually, I might as well do it with them or something. And yeah. And I think that it would be really cool if we started to, if like the education system just made it safer. Yeah. Just, and that goes for like just all drugs. Cause yeah. I mean, even with the whole yes. ecstasy and MDMA, mm -hmm. um, some people get laced like, and they don't even know it until they take it. So yeah. it's really important to know what you're know taking your drugs. and how you're taking it. Mm -hmm. and. Yes. You're set in setting. Yes. Oh, fun fact. I don't know where, but you can Google it. <laughs> I don't know Google where exactly, everything. but um, you can order acid test kits where you, uh, they send you a test kit free of charge. You don't incriminate yourself by taking it and it allows you to test, you know, your tab or whatever you're taking uh, to see if it's actually that, which I think is really important because, you know, Safe, safe. Yes, yeah, safe, safety Safe, safety <laughs> I'm over here to like. Safe exploration of drugs. Yes. Um, but yeah. It's honestly just changing your perspective on it because like we're mm -hmm. so instilled to take pharmaceutical drugs mm -hmm. and that's supposedly okay by the masses, mm -hmm. but because these drugs are deemed illegal or just bad drugs, yeah. quote unquote, is that. Oh, dude, it freaks me out because it's still a, uh, I mean, it's a Schedule 1 drug. Mm -hmm. And um, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> so basically, it is classified by the government that 
a, it's a drug that is just as dangerous as heroin mm. and cocaine. Oh, well, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if cannabis is still schedule, schedule one. one. Oh. How many schedules are there? <laughs> I, I think there's three, three? but don't quote Good old magic me three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? I don't remember. <laughs> guess it wasn't important. <laughs> Wait, you were talking about like it freaks you out because it's still classified as a oh, schedule yeah. one. And you know, we're just out here talking about it. Yeah, with children <laughs> all around us. <laughs> children screaming next to us. And I feel like that's so, you know, on to my last point about how it's affected me and what I think that it can do for the collective consciousness. I think that it just, it's unfortunate because it makes people afraid to speak their truth about their experience. And I think that it is, you know, essential to just growing as humans mm -hmm. to share our experiences, which is probably why we're doing this, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm here and yeah. this is why you're here. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, fun work work around to that is having disclaimers at the beginning. Oh yeah. <laughs> Should I put that for this one? <laughs> yes. This by the way, we are not in no way promoting the use of psychedelics. We are we just are, We are informing and educating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. This is definitely that I should have that for every like plant medicine or, <laughs> or like just any drug related yeah it's super uh, sticky just because like you can't technically have any health claims anywhere mm -hmm. well I used to well I feel like I still am but whenever I'm out in public I would also just automatically start whispering so like hey so like did you do <laughs> did you do the thing <laughs> I'm still like kind of iffy mm -hmm. about it but at the same time I'm like no man gotta speak your truth yes. man okay question do you does your mom know oh hell no <laughs> <laughs> but she's on my Facebook <laughs> so if she watched this episode she'll right. know but okay. at this point but I like I used to lie to my mom a lot mm -hmm. and then because I lied to my mom a lot I feel like I said this in a past oh I said this in my other podcast mm -hmm. but um because I lied to my mom a lot I learned that I really need to stop lying because there's that's not serving me. Yeah, that's like not serving our relationship mm -hmm. at all. And so True. I'm pretty much telling her everything. And and like sometimes when she asks me like, oh, do you drink the alcohol? <laughs> the alcohol. <laughs> the alcohol. You smoke the weeds. <laughs> the smoke the weeds. Oh, she doesn't know that either. <laughs> um, but I I'm like, okay, well, do you want the truth or do you want me to lie to you? Right. Because <laughs> either way, she'll know the mm -hmm. answer. So that's interesting. And I I mean obviously i grew up in a very different household so mm -hmm. i don't know that but just to use as an example my man leisure he grew up in a very old school traditional vietnamese household mm -hmm. and oh and it's fun fact both of our fil families are filipinos oh, yeah. <laughs> we're like the totally yeah. opposite filipino <laughs> families true and i always forget that but um like i always forget that my standard of normal is not normal yeah <laughs> what is normal yeah anyway? true there's nothing is normal nothing is normal we are all unique okay yeah. anyway sorry going back <laughs> old so, school family <laughs> yeah so leisure has grown up in a very old school uh traditional vietnamese family they don't really speak english even that much they don't understand the american dream they don't understand you know doing things to make you happy. They don't understand self-actualization. They are in complete survival mode. 
which is understandable because his parents came from like they had to escape Vietnam to come to America and they just have a very strict hard 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 work ethic instilled in them and just we just need to survive so put your head down work hard and mm -hmm. that's it in life and uh, obviously he grew up in America so different set of he had a different uh, external influence yes yeah and he uh, told his parents or he told his mom that he does drugs and I couldn't even like fathom because I think default you just lie to your parents mm -hmm. but it like you said it doesn't serve the relationship to hide anything or to lie and so I always I always wondered how would one like navigate those waters like with attempting to have an open and honest relationship with their family which is really important yeah well I've just learned like if you don't need to say it, then you don't need to say it. But <laughs> if she asks, then I will yeah. be open and honest about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just, it's like choosing your battles, essentially. Yeah. Like, True. Yeah, I will, like, if I feel like I need to tell her something, then I will feel it. But mm -hmm. if there, if I feel like there's no point in telling her, mm -hmm. at least at this moment, then I won't. Mm -hmm. But so, I mean, she knows I do these podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she knows what they're about. So. Right. <laughs> Um, maybe one day she'll what watch is, this. What is this conscious awakening? What is this drugs? And <laughs> you know the drugs are bad. <laughs> she'll just totally be like that. Um, I can't wait to like, I can't wait to start seeing everyone's like the shift in paradigms because it starts, I think, with our generation, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially if you're first generation American. Actually, is, did your mom immigrate? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, she immigrated. Did your parents immigrate? Mm -hmm. Is it migrate? <laughs> migrate? Do immigrants immigrate or do immigrants migrate? Do immigrants migrate? Okay. Migrate, yeah, migrate. So yeah, Ooh, just immigrating wasn't I good over. At school, guys. No, I was good in school because that's what I was told to do. But were you were you good, quote unquote, good in school? I was great in public education. I just barely got by in college. That was at the point where I was like just drifting. You're like, nope. Yeah. College is really hard to get through because, you know, we live in such a self-taught kind of generation now, I think, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was just going to UNLV, so, Same. <laughs> and fuck, the prereqs, just, it just all felt so pointless to me, which mm -hmm. is hard for me to really have any motivation, but... Yeah. Especially if you feel like you already know it, then yeah. you just feel like you're wasting your time. Like, mm -hmm. why am I still here if I already know this? Yeah. This should be like a test, <laughs> a test out. But I had a different, I feel like I had a very oh, yeah. different college experience. I read experience. that on your Patreon. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for reading um, my I read Patreon. that on patreon.com slash rosemaryfajardo. <laughs> Thanks for the plug. Uh, that you had a customizable degree? Yeah, quote unquote, customizable degree. So, yes, it's called Interdisciplinary Studies. That's sick. And um, I know, obviously, it's at UNLV, and I know it's mm -hmm. at several other colleges, too, but it's basically where you pick two or three areas of studies to focus on. Mm -hmm. They're not your majors. So mm -hmm. I didn't have three majors. I had one major that had, kind of had branches. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I studied film, I studied marketing, and I studied hospitality. And um, basically, you kind of, like work your you finesse the way around the system because mm -hmm. you're how you graduate is that you're supposed to have six classes in each one mm -hmm. and then out of the six classes i think four or five of them have to be upper division 
which means that you need the prerequisites, but I kind of like mm. finessed my way. Did you get <laughs> to choose the different branches too? Oh yeah. And then you have so to, cool. in, in order to graduate, you have to prove to the faculty of how they all um, coexist together. Mm -hmm. And so my, mine was <laughs> on how film affects the marketing of music festivals. Oh. And that's when I realized I didn't want to shoot for music festivals. <laughs> uh, but it was a really cool project. I got to meet a lot of dope people because mm -hmm. I had to interview and do my little mini documentary. And there's oh, so yeah. many children screaming right now. Yeah. Sorry if you can hear that in the audio. <laughs> uh, I really should stop doing these at parks because I feel like there's a lot yeah. of children screaming in the background. <laughs> like, what are the kids doing at the parks? <laughs> Just kidding. I never really hung out at parks when I was a kid. I know. Were you? Did you? I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I don't remember. <laughs> or maybe I did. I just shut it out. But yeah, I learned to not shut out my childhood and to really dig deep if, if there's something that really still affects me nowadays. Did you grow up in Vegas or no? I've lived here for 20 years. Okay. We're not here. here. We're in Los Angeles, by the way. <laughs> yeah. We all never like set. We, we just got straight into in it. In Los Angeles in Hancock Park. We were actually, this is <laughs> the third park we had to go to. Yeah. Because it's, apparently it's really hard to find a good park in LA. That isn't sketch. That isn't sketch. And you know, we definitely entertained the idea of going to the beach, but. We were on a time crunch. Yeah, the beach is far. But one day, I will do an episode at the beach and it will be amazing. <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> they're coming up now. <laughs> Um, so there was, I wanted to like bring it back about society and LSD and I didn't get to, this is coming up in part two of Ooh, my, can't wait for part yeah, two, you my, get a sneak peek. Yeah, honest experience about LSD, part two is, dives into more of like the three parts that I talked about how LSD uh, has affected me. So one was perception of the arts, two was spiritually, spiritually, spiritually. <laughs> And three, uh, how I think it could evolve our society. And the one organization that is really pushing for the sacred message of psychedelics is called MAPS. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. And I, I said this wrong in my video, but I'll say it right here. <laughs> MAPS stands for Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies. And they are in... Uh, instrumental piece to I think the psychedelic renaissance that's happening right now so uh, the 1960s counterculture I love it I'm super inspired by it. it it represents a time of youth empowerment of freedom of love and a lot of iconic shit happened mm -hmm. in the 1960s and early 70s like Woodstock and uh, what else happened? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm lucky with history. Yeah. Don't ask me. <laughs> All the you know civil civil Wars. war shit that was happening in <laughs> Vietnam and just uh, the government being exposed for all their corruption things like that and that's why I pull so much inspiration from it because we the youth was so powerful back then and and I feel like the youth was very experimental at the time too and uh, as inspiring as it was it all the psychedelic research that was happening at the time was very biased and wasn't as safe or responsible as maps is conducting the psychedelic research so 
uh, one of the people who was leading the psychedelic revolution back then was Timothy Leary, who was a 1960s Harvard professor. And another person alongside him was Dr. Richard Alpert, who is known as Ram Dass now. Oh, that's him? Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time, Richard Alpert, aka Ram Dass now, he was the first Harvard professor to get fired. And he was doing a lot of research with his students on psilocybin, which I believe someone just told me about psilocybin. Um, do you know about it? No. I thought it was in shrooms. Though. Yes. Yeah. So it's basically the psychoactive compound in magic mushrooms. And so to me, I'm assuming that it's like in pill form. Mm. I still need to do a little more research, more of an LSD expert. <laughs> uh, but so at the, you know, that that time was really cool because, you know, it was more of the revolution, whereas now it's the Renaissance. But there is a lot of crest, as MAPS calls it, because uh, very irresponsible. There are a lot of um, things that they omitted about certain, like, clinical trials. And it was because they wanted LSD to have such a great, you know, image. Yeah. So much that they didn't talk more about the risks that came along oh, with gotcha. it. And so um, what I think MAPS is doing is great because they want to be responsible about it. And uh, I believe MDMA got approved for uh, treating PSTD. And, oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm, and so did mushrooms or psilocybin. but. I'm not too sure, but I know that they've been running legal and safe trials and they have a bunch of psychedelic research projects that include um, LSD-assisted therapy, MDMA-assisted therapy, which I just think is really dope. And I've, I've like, I think you guys should definitely check them out if you are interested in learning more about the, I guess, the more mature side of psychedelic research. and just what it can do for our society and what it can do for treating PTSD, treating addiction. I know mm -hmm. that it's helped with that as well. And yeah, I signed up for their newsletters. I signed up to be a volunteer. I signed Ooh. up to be like their uh, uh, a test subject. <laughs> You're just, like, sign yeah. me up. Because <laughs> I feel like, you know, that aligns with my purpose that I've discovered. Thank you, mm -hmm. Rosemary, for Yay. having me articulate it. Because I think that's what I'm really passionate about and and I like psychedelics can be really fun and that's what also I love about it but it can also be very healing mm -hmm. as far as you know looking at trauma looking at um, treating any addictions you might have or just trying to gain a different perspective on whatever it is that might be uh, you might be suffering from I also know that uh, LSD has helped certain cancer patients be okay with the idea of death mm. which is crazy that i don't know why it is that psychedelics makes you think of death as not necessarily an ending but just a new beginning yeah as cliche as that is yeah <laughs> but that's amazing like yeah. that's crazy that you already you had that realization on your very first trip mm -hmm. um now i think about it i don't know when i lost my fear of death but I mean, it's something for me to reflect 
later on. We need to take a trip, man. Oh my god. <laughs> like an official one? Yeah. Because that Brian Head one was not Oh, good. I know. <laughs> but I, yeah, I remember the first time that I smoked <laughs> with Rock, she was like, oh my god, Rosemary, <laughs> smoke it with me? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Is it that exciting? <laughs> it's crazy because you, because uh, what we went to so many like rabbit hole shout out rabbit hole shout out to rabbit hole <laughs> went to so many rabbit hole events and I was always sauced up and this girl was <laughs> freaking, this girl was freaking sober as a bird vibing with me dancing with me I'm like you're doing the sober <laughs> you're like how <laughs> so when we smoked together and we started experimenting together I was like I can't believe we're doing this yay like, blessings blessings yes. yeah I definitely don't smoke just like anywhere or with anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I have learned that like I gotta be comfortable with who I with I'm okay. with and so Rox is definitely one of those people and yeah I just I don't know it's I learned that I love talking about drugs but I don't necessarily <laughs> do it often yeah or like I feel like I don't do it often not mm -hmm. trying to compare myself to anyone else mm -hmm. but just that's how I feel mm -hmm. and so I always just love learning more about it and learning my Libra ass, learning <laughs> the bigger picture mm -hmm. of it and Wait, hearing. Libra? I'm a Libra, yeah. What the? What did I think you're a Virgo? I'm a Libra Virgo cuss. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I thought I was like a bad friend for no, a second. No, 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 you half right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just like seeing the bigger picture and learning more about it and, mm -hmm. you know, just having that knowledge before I dive deep into something because it is going inside know me. your drugs yeah no like k-n-o-w <laughs> your drugs <laughs> but yay um i mean do you have anything else that you want to talk about i think that was it i covered a lot I covered a lot of exclusive things that i was still yet to talk about on better in doses yeah but please check it. oh my god i totally forgot to talk about better in doses <laughs> i am such a bad nah. introduction person today <laughs> So we just be diving right into it, <laughs> Just you diving know? deep, just like, tell me your stories. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what you love. <laughs> well, so Better in Doses is a creative platform that is uh, powered by consciousness and psychedelics. And when I think about psychedelics, I don't think necessarily about the drugs, but I think about uh, the word itself and kind of the Greek derivative of its root words where psyche means the mind and delia or delos means to uh, manifest so essentially it is mind or soul manifesting which is why I love psychedelics because I do feel that it helps you express perceive uh, heal I, I think that it's it's more about the mind and the soul expressing itself for me. And yeah, I started it in 2016 and it's just been slowly but surely evolving to what I really want it to be. And it's kind of like my baby. Yay. <laughs> and I love her baby. Just go check her out, please. I yes. love everything about it. <laughs> At Better in Doses. And fun fact, when I first googled better so I was just obsessing over this name it's a nod to microdosing by the way uh, and when I first googled it just to make sure that it wasn't used anywhere else the first thing that showed up on Google was uh, psych or er, was microdosing LSD and I was like okay it's meant to be yeah you're like that's a confirmation yeah, yeah. So yeah, so check it out at Better in Doses on Instagram and betterindoses.com. 
the new website the should new be launching. Impro- oh, wait, it's not out yet? No. Sorry, I get the sneak peek, guys. <laughs> she, <laughs> she gets says, all the exclusive stuff. I get all the exclusive in the group text <laughs> with Mikey. Shout, Shout out, out Mikey. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> but yes. Um, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> brain fart. <laughs> brain fart. <laughs> and a cop car just passed by. Hey, hey. Cop. Good thing the GoPro is small yet mighty. <laughs> But yes, um, and then where can we find you as yourself, not as Becky? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at sub.stance, at S-U-B dot S-T-A-N-C-E. And yeah, that's really where I am most active on the internet. Yeah, check me out, yo. Yeah, check, check me out. out. The freshly purple hair. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Manifesting. I actually haven't seen you. Yeah. Ever since you dyed your hair. That's why when I saw you today, I was like, oh my god, yes, purple. <laughs> Even though I watch your stories. Yeah. But yay. Um, so, for just notes for me, I did just launch my Patreon as Substance, aka Rocks, aka Veteran Doses, just said <laughs> earlier. <laughs> and so, if you would like to support me on Patreon and get all cool, exclusive content to help you grow even faster. <laughs> check it out at patreon.com slash rosemary fajardo um, yes. fun fact i got like flagged for suspicious activity when i got my fourth patreon because i think there's no oh. because there's no posts on it yet uh-huh. it's kind of strange that people are signing up oh as, well that's yeah. how you know she's legit you know people aren't investing but you've put out so much already that i think it's like duh yeah and i actually feel like i i don't know i might start charging for this podcast i've mm-hmm. gotten like a note for my reader in mm-hmm. a reading she was like yeah you should tr- try doing a subscription-based thing for mm-hmm. your podcast so i'm like exploring that and just you know trying to figure out my finances Can't. honestly know your worth <laughs> yeah i think that she drops a lot of gems on here you guys like the kind of knowledge and expertise that gets explored on your shows is super valuable and you know, it's very unique content too. So invest in Aww, your girl. Thanks, girl. <laughs> and invest in following her yes. because she drops so much knowledge yeah. on just LSD and psychedelics and just random stuff and like branding. Oh my God, I love her branding. <laughs> Thank so please you. check Thank her out you. for brand. This has just become like a flex, oh, I know. flex portion We're of the flex episode. Okay. <laughs> We're flex, but okay. But yes, <laughs> that is all I have for today. And if you don't have anything else, I I will close it out. I just want to say thank you, Rosemary, for having me and for doing what you do and helping people actualize, self-actualize and find their purpose and being better, better versions of themselves. Thank you. And thank Thank you. you. Thank you for that. Fun fact, I asked her this morning. So last minute. Super last minute, but she said, in quote, fuck it. Yeah, I'm down. (laughs) smiley face (laughs) um thank you guys for listening yes thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode which is actually going to be the last episode of season two so i'm going to take a break soon yes but there's a new series that's coming out so watch out for that in june all right bye everyone yay (laughs) (laughs) i'm keeping that in there (laughs)